All right, so welcome to the show. So this is the first episode of this podcast, and to be completely honest, I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing. So I'm, uh, yeah, it'll just get better with each one, just like with everything else that we start new. My name is Masa. I'm a Japanese American that's coming to you right now from Tokyo. I moved to Japan around two years ago, and while I look Japanese, I sound Japanese, I speak Japanese, and my name is Japanese and everything, just like many of you that are either Interested in coming, have been here, or are here currently. You know there are a lot of these like struggles and challenges that we face when moving into a new environment. I hadn't lived here before, and so there's just a lot of stuff I'm kind of figuring out as I go. And to kind of help me with a little bit of that, I wanted to ask a bunch of people just get their advice just on you know what can we do in order to have you know successful. Life in Japan,、um, to me, successful is really just kind of being happy, doing what I want to be doing, and so just kind of figuring out how do I get to that place. So for my first episode, I wanted to talk to my friend James, also known as One Lost Traveler on Instagram. He's a photographer that focuses mostly on Japan for his photography, which is interesting because he's from the UK. And he doesn't live here currently.、Uh, when I first met him last year, he was trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the best option for him to be able to experience this this country, this area. And you know, it's been a process for him, but he's finally figured something out that's that's working for him, that's making it sustainable for him. And so I wanted to have him share that story a little bit with、uh, not just me, but for you guys as well, and just kind of how he's figured out a good balance between having this. Life where he's able to do what he wants to do, but also being able to do these kind of projects and his photography on the side, and have that you know nice balance in his life. Oh,、uh, at some point, one of our other mutual friends, Jay, kind of walks in. So if you hear a third voice, that's him. We'll we'll get to him at a later time. But anyway, without further ado, let's just jump right into this. I have no official like name for this yet. Making series on this, but we'll kind of figure it out as we go. It's first time setting it all up. Just winging it. Just winging it. Just winging it all the time. That's how it's how it usually works out, right? Yeah. 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 Okay.、Um, so thank you very much for coming in here and、uh, well, coming to this sketchy place with、yeah. this person that you've met like twice in this me, country that you've you're visiting. Third time country visiting. <laughs> Third time Third visiting. Time, okay,、yeah. so third time's charm. I promise I won't kill you <laughs> or do anything. Did they actually say that before? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> But all right, just real quick. Yep. For like the nineteenth time,、okay. just introduce yourself real quick. Okay. So my name's James.、Uh, I'm from London in the United Kingdom,、uh, and I pretty much do photography in Japan. That's pretty much my feed. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're in Japan. Yes. You've been here three times now. This is your third time here. Yep. And your Instagram feed is like literally just Japan, though. You have some other stuff. Yeah. If you scroll down further, you know, like right down to the bottom, yeah, there's like stuff that I posted before. Okay. Japan, but right. Um. But then, <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why just completely Japan? That's the question that my parents and friends and family actually ask as well.、Uh-huh. Um. I think really for me, to be honest,、um, one is that there is a lot of places to photograph in、mm-hmm. Japan, and we're、uh, just like there's a lot of places in the world to photograph. Right.、Um, but for me, it's very much urban photography,、um, and I suppose you know if you've got rain, you've got neon lights,、um, you can get a nice gritty atmosphere,、mm-hmm. um, and to me, not I personally can't get that sort of thing in London. I mean, I suppose if I spent a long time looking, I probably could. But I think just the whole atmosphere and the way the streets are designed, and you know, just even on a rainy day, there's always that moody atmosphere.、Mm. Um, it, that's that's what appeals to me.、Um, and I think you know, Japan just has it all. It's just like a nice little box with a bow on top. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But、um, can't you get? I, I guess like you can you can get similar stuff, but. I guess is it. Do you think it, you're used to what's in the UK? Yeah,、um, I think because I live in the UK, because、um, I live in London, it, for me it's just kind of like, well, this is where I live, this is where I work.、Yeah, I see it day in, day out. I've kind of gone numb. 
Mm. Whereas, you know, go, going somewhere else to, to say like Tokyo right. um, is, is new. Um, even if I visit somewhere like Amoide um, Yokocho, it's always different because obviously every season they change it, mm. you know, and so in summer they've got like sunflowers, spring they've got um, sakura. Um, so I think it's also, I look forward to going, you know, it's always something to look forward to. Whereas, you yeah, know, in the UK, I kind of feel numb because I just see it day in, day out. Right. And that's, I feel like that's how uh, I've gotten, I mean, I've only been here for two years and I was in Boston before that and then grew up in New York. But even like now, now that I've been here for a little bit, just like, ah, uh, like I'm kind of tired of shooting the same old stuff that I see on like Instagram all the time because all my friends shoot here too. And then you freaking shoot here too. So it's like, oh, everyone that I know. Yeah, all right. Okay. I've only got four more days here. Then I'm off. So I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so no. So like, yeah. um, but it, it's like, it's like, oh, I want to just shoot something else now. And um, so your thing is like literally just all urban stuff though. Yeah. Uh, I mean... When I first came here in 2017, that was after my PhD, and it was just kind of a celebratory thing, you know, yay, got, got my PhD, um, time for a six-week trip around Japan. And I've always wanted to go there, always wanted to come here. Um, and I think from that point onwards, I pretty much got hooked, mm. um, because obviously you can't do everything in six weeks. Right. So obviously, you know, things that I didn't get to do um, last year, I've managed to be able to do this time. Things that I don't get to do this time, you know, so there's always, you know, places for me to kind of, um, to visit and photograph. Um, but I think also is the fact that I can now obviously be able to afford to come to, you know, come here. So mm. all the while that I've got a job and I've got money, you know, then it's going to be a yearly thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, actually, hold on. Let's talk about that then real quick. So, I mean, you kind of been saying it, but you're from the UK. Yes. You, you didn't get us from the accent. So you're, you're, so you're Australian? No. I'm New not. Zealand? <laughs> right. Welsh? No. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> no, but... No, no. I'm, I'm London. Londoner. London. <laughs> and so, uh, so with, from London, how long does it take to get here? So, I fly via KLM. Um, yeah? Okay. Uh, I fly a KLM, so I fly to Amsterdam first, which is like an hour and a half. Okay. Then from Amsterdam to Tokyo is probably like an 11 hour flight or something like that. 11 hours? That's. Wait. That's, that's, not, that's not too bad, though, I guess. Because, like, from New York to here, it's, like, 12 or 13. So... Yeah, I mean, from um, Australia to uh, Tokyo is, like, 10, 11 hours. I, th I feel like Japan, like, Tokyo is, like, 11 hours from everywhere. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Anytime I ask people, where's it from? <laughs> here. 11 hours. From there? 12. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, from Amsterdam, we just pretty much fly over Russia. You know, past Eastern Europe, over Russia, uh, down okay. China, to Tokyo. <laughs> How, do you do you take a direct flight every time you come here? Uh, first time, so first time I flew out in twenty seventeen, I did um, with BA, um, but I could get the flights cheaper via KLM, mm. and you know, three hour layover, three hour layover at Amsterdam isn't bad. Go have lunch, bit of shopping, get drunk. <laughs> There, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's it. <I'm> done. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you? Okay, so I, I met you last year, right? Um, I feel so for you already. <laughs> and and uh, last year you were here because you were trying to find work in yes. Japan. Yeah. So after I got my PhD, I freelanced. Um, so I was doing um, science editing. Um, I had five clients um, that I'd met through my PhD and um, so forth. Um, I was doing science editing for those uh, for those people. And I was also doing a bit of photography on the side as well. I did that for about two years, 18 months, two years. And even though there were times where, you know, things were going great, mm -hmm. there were also months where I just wasn't getting any income. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point for me, I thought, well, I didn't really thought, I, I made the decision 
to go and look for a full-time employment. Um, and I, that's that's when you were looking in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of it was around that point that I thought, okay, um, I've got a bit of cash. I'll go out to Tokyo for the month, job hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was okay because I made contact with with four four or five companies before flying out, and I actually right. said to them, you know, I'm coming out to Japan. Um, it'd be great if I could, um, you know, meet up with you, um, see what's you know going on in the job landscape and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, um, four out of the five companies replied back and said, yeah, okay, we'll meet up. So I flew out, had interviews with um, these companies, and pretty much they all said, okay, uh, we'll need a bit of time to think about this um, because we are willing to sponsor the visa for you to come over. Because um, that was one of the really important things was to have the company be able to sponsor me for the visa. Right, right. Do you guys have a working holiday visa thing from the UK? Um, I think, yeah, yeah, we do actually, yeah. You don't want to do that though? Um, no, because at that point, um, I needed, um, I actually needed some money behind me. Uh, okay. Um, because obviously one of the things is that, you know, you're out here, mm-hmm. obviously you don't, you don't have a job straight away. Right, So right. you need a pot of money to be able to kind of get you right. going. Okay. Then once you found like a, um, a job, something, then you know you can kind of go in. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, I didn't really have enough to be able to survive a month. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. Um, then I didn't hear I didn't hear anything back. Um, kind of like towards the end of my trip, so I thought, mm-hmm. okay, right, well I've got to fly back home now, um, and. It was at Paris because KLM changed my flight, as they do. So instead of flying back to Amsterdam, I flew back to Paris. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I got an email from a company that I a company in the UK right. that I'd applied for probably about eight weeks ahead. You know, um, eight weeks ago, and they'd offered me the job. And at that time, I was desperate. I needed a job. Full stop. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll accept it. Then I got back home, um, probably about 12 hours after that, got an email from one of the companies in Tokyo saying, we'd like to offer you a job, and just like... Really? Yeah. I was just like, I, I can't, I verbally accepted an offer now in the UK. Um, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, at that point, I was just like, okay, at least I know that somebody wanted to employ me in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, can't be that. But it was just kind of like, ooh, that's a, that's a bit of salt in the wound. Mm. So, it what, happens. What what kind of company was it that said, come to Tokyo? So, it was um, it was a science consultancy role. So, okay. it, was kind of, it, was, um, it was kind of similar to what my research was on um, in chemistry. So, it wasn't, it wasn't too dissimilar. Mm. Um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was a science consultancy role. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a little bit late. Okay, so if both of those offers came at the same time... If they came at the same time... Which one would you have done? Um, at that point, I would have gone straight for the Tokyo. Because really? Okay. It, because it was within my area of expertise. Right, yeah, right. I, I knew the area and that they wanted the consultancy on, so it wouldn't have been a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, However, looking back on it, um, with hindsight, um, I'm quite glad that actually I was I took the job in the UK um, because um, when did I fly? So I was in for the month over June, mm-hmm. of June. Um, when I flew back um, and started work um, in September time, um, there was a lot of health issues with my mum at the mm, time. Okay my workplace were actually really, really sympathetic and were, uh, were able to say, just work from home. Oh, really? Okay, that's um, really nice. Do, ju- just do, just do, uh, do the work from home. Um, don't worry about, you know, this, this and this because we'll take care of it. But, you know, right, right. Ju- just work from home. Um, so I was actually able to, throughout, um, I think it was probably about a week or so, be able to do all of the stuff that needed to be done um, and do it. Um, so, yeah, with hindsight, if I was out here in Japan, I don't think I would have been able to have done that. 
Yeah, I don't know if that would have been okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it, in a way, it, it kind of worked out for the best. Um, but yeah, at that time, if both offers came, then yeah, I would have, would have, ta- would have taken Tokyo one. Hmm. So, okay, but what about, so the job that you're doing right now is yep. the one that you took? Yes. Okay. Yep. And so how, how do you enjoy doing that job then? Um, so my job is actually as a cybersecurity analyst. So completely different yeah, from, from my PhD Yeah, I was going to say, it's science, not yeah. very, <laughs> no. I guess it's science, it's just a very different realm of science Yeah. Um, so because it's, it's new, um, there's a lot for me to learn. And the people that I work with, great. Um, and obviously, you know, they're able to give me the time off that I need to. Right, right. Um, so I, I've, well, I say I really enjoy it. It's something new for me to kind of develop into, really. It's nothing, um, nothing what I expected. So is it, is it like difficult? Like, uh, was it, <laughs> not difficult as in like, is it a hard job, but like going into that like different area of study? Yeah, um, because... Obviously, you know, I, I, I sent out all of these job applications, mm-hmm. you know, so as, you know, scientists wanting to try and get into cybersecurity, you know, it doesn't really fit, doesn't right, really gel. Right, right, um, But one of the things that I'd kind of played on was the fact that, yeah, okay, I've, I, I acknowledge that I've got this background in science and right. I'm trying to change um, my career. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I do have experience in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of coding from my PhD, um, doing bits for friends and families, you know, somebody got antivirus um, on their computer or something like that, can you sort it out kind of thing? Yeah, just throw the piece out the window. <laughs> yeah, get rid of it, just put a new one. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of really played on that a lot. And right. I think for this particular company, um, they, they need someone quickly, mm. um, but uh, my line manager, my boss, um, seems to say, um, you know, when you said that evidence is needed, you know, that, that was a clincher for us. Oh, really? I was okay. Like, okay, right. I don't remember saying that, but if you say, if you think I said it, yeah, right. <laughs> you say so, okay. Good job past yeah. me, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I see, okay. But then, you know, now that I've got, got a job, mm-hmm. um, uh, I've got my foot to the door. Now I can build that's up the experience. Right, right. And then I can progress on to another job. Right. So, uh, and so that is pretty cool. It's like broadening your, like where you can go in the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you miss freelancing? Yes. <laughs> really? Okay. So that's interesting because when I asked you, like, how you like freelancing, you're like, I hate, you're like, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a love hate relationship okay um there are days where i, I you know i love it and right, there right. are days where i actually hate it um you know the days where i hate it is when you know i had to deal with clients mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, that, yeah. Mm, yeah but then there are days when you know i loved it because you know clients came back and said yeah we love this work great you know right. um i think it was also because there's this huge flexibility um but also i was able to pick and choose mm-hmm. um now, obviously, you know, being in full-time employment, I can't pick and choose because, you know, this is this is my job role. You right, know, this is what I right. have to do. But then, you know, obviously I can say to someone else, you know, you take that over and I'll do that other bit that looks even more interesting, you know, kind of trade. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of works out. But I think um, at the end of the day, um, I had to I had to get a steady income. Um, right. Regardless of me missing freelancing, mm-hmm. um, I needed that steady income. So full-time employment had to go. Mm, okay um, had to be the way but so now you're pretty steady with yep. your income your your job is secure yes so very much yep um and like if you wanted to you you have that like you have these doors to go even like bigger now like if you wanted to maybe in the future yeah um the problem um with being in the uk was that in terms of um science research mm-hmm. it all, all all the government funding seemed to pretty much go towards kind of the elite universities, you okay. know, um, Oxbridge and so forth. Um, and for me, um, it was pretty much, um, div- it was 
pretty difficult actually to try and find research within fuel cell technology, which was mm. my area of expertise. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna nod and pretend like I understand what that means, <laughs> but you can keep going. <laughs> electric vehicles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, every time I say electric vehicles, yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, so that was the, that was um, kind of my research mm. um, for three and a half years. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Pretty much sweat and tears. Not so much blood, but yeah. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> so try, trying to get, you know, some sort of um, research or some sort of funding mm-hmm. from the government in terms of um, fuel cell technology um, just really wasn't going anywhere. Right. Um, so at that point, I then had to then go into freelance editing, which then led on to the cybersecurity. Um, okay. So I kind of feel sad that I've had to leave my kind of true profession behind mm-hmm. me. But then, as you said, now that I've gone into cybersecurity, yeah, it's more secure. It's, it's, it's more available because there are loads of jobs out there. Right, right. Um, so if you really, really want to get a job, go into cybersecurity. I don't, I don't know who. <laughs> Really, really want to get a job, going to cybersecurity applies to everybody. Like, I don't think I could do that. It does well. I mean, okay, well, good for you. <laughs> so, no, no, like, no, but I, I, I get that uh, for me, like, I'm trying to do a little bit more, like, freelance type of things right now. Um, not really sure how to break into it, so I'm, it's really more, like, people that I'm close to and, like, word of mouth and just yeah, yeah. starting to do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but... You know, the, the thing that I always wonder is, like, would I be able to grow this and, like, do this all the time? Where it's just, like, I don't know, that that anxiety of, like, oh, it's, like, yeah. do, I, do I, will they let me work for them? And then do I even want to work for them? And then it's, like, oh, is it even worth it? And it's, like, oh, they're, it's, like, if it's people I know, it's, like, oh, it's people I know. It's, like, I don't want to mess it up for them because I don't want to, like, yeah. I'll feel bad. And then if it's people I don't know, it's just, like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. Um, and I think um, a lot of content creators on social media, mm-hmm. they kind of all, well, they, they all started out doing stuff for free. Right, right. Um, to kind of build out that portfolio. Um, and then at that point, they started saying, they started then contacting potential clients, mm-hmm. showing them the portfolio that they've done. And I think doing things on the side gives you time to kind of create and build something right right then once you're at that point where you can say okay let's go and see where this takes me mm-hmm. um is 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 dependent on how long you take to, take right, to build it because you know i mean you know my my, my first job <laughs> cybersecurity is kind of funding my second job which is <laughs> your photo stuff my my photos yeah so okay well but that's so, how it always works out right right and uh okay so now Let's let's now you're you're in Japan, you're in Tokyo, you just kind of went around like uh, a bunch of areas in Japan. Where where'd you end up going? This, um, this trip anyway. So for for this trip, um so I spent a couple of days in Tokyo. Um then I went to Kyoto because I hadn't been there for two years. Um then I was thinking about going to Hiroshima, mm-hmm. but I decided to go even further and go down to Fukuoka, mm-hmm. um, just north of Nagasaki. Came back to Osaka, uh, and then here for the rest of my trip until I fly back home on Friday. That's so much, though. Like, is it? Isn't it a lot? Or did it take you long to plan that out? Um, because you have like this ridiculous itinerary where, like, <laughs> where where uh, Jay and I were looking at, it, we're like, why is it so detailed? Like, we're talking about it, just like, oh my god, he's yeah, doing no, more no. than us. <laughs> Yeah, it is detailed because obviously I want to maximize my time that I'm here. Right, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you and Jay, you know, you yeah, can just go lazy. to the weekend, you know, yeah. just go, oh, okay, here for the day. Right. You know, uh, for me, I've only got, well, I say this one's three weeks. Right. You know, that's that's 20 days of my annual leave you know, out of my 25. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It goes up next year, though. Not too bad. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, though. Well, it's only Monday to Friday that they count as a as a week, right? Because obviously Saturday and Sunday I get off. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I I get twenty twenty five. You here for a month? No, you're not here for a month, are you? No. Where where, where did the month? You come said twenty from? days. Twenty days is. No, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Oh yes. What is it? Oh no, that 
You friggin' liar. <laughs> oh no, that's why, because ah, um, the Monday, so I, I flew out, so I flew out Saturday. Okay. Arrived Sunday. All right. In the UK, Monday uh. um, is bank holiday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday don't actually count as as my annual leave. Okay, okay, I see, yeah. I see. Um, and then it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then it goes down to the next week because I take because Saturday and Sunday I'm included. Mm. So yeah, it may be twenty, maybe twenty days. Oh, by in, the calendar in Japan, but it's in, only like fifteen or fourteen days. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. Only fourteen working days. I've fair enough. Okay, yeah. that's that's good. You have more holiday days, days left. Now. Yeah, you could come back in the winter. Uh, autumn. <laughs> come back in the fall. <laughs> Autumn. Fall. Why did you have to think about saying fall? Well, because I was trying to say autumn, and I couldn't figure out how to say it. <laughs> say it one more time. Fall. No, autumn. In English. Fall. <laughs> Too shy. <laughs> All right, um, but, okay, so yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have your fancy trip. Um, out of everywhere that you went this time around, mm-hmm. which place was your favorite, then? Um... I really love Osaka. Why? I, okay, I, I actually I actually haven't been there, so that's why. But you I, live here. <laughs> so yeah, I can go wherever I want. <laughs> <laughs> what have you lived here for? <laughs> uh, two years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. fine. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really like Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because it's again it's the urban stuff, just like Tokyo. You know, you got the big Glico Man sign, mm. and Dotenbori and such. Um, but it's so relaxed. You know, there, there isn't this rush hour like right. in Tokyo. Yo, today was bad. I should have, as I was boarding the train, the, the Yamanote train, um, I saw another one going in the opposite direction. It looked absolutely empty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I killed someone with my tripod because I couldn't get my backpack off and I get pushed in. I'm pretty sure I like literally just snapped someone's spine with it. Like, I felt really bad. It's like... My umbrella was dripping water on somebody's shoe, but I was just like, oh. uh, "No, it's bad. It's bad, man. Don't don't come to Japan when it's raining. Don't come to Tokyo ever. Nah, no, like come to Tokyo. Yeah, you could come to Tokyo. It's, it's... Tokyo. Nah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, but got, it's it's so Shinjuku, crowded. I complain Shibuya. all the time about how crowded it is. And you complain all... about rain. I com- <laughs> <laughs> I complain about a lot of things, but. No, you know, keep it real. Yeah, you should so. be like um, a professional complainer, you know, to these companies. I'm really good at complaining. Yeah. I can freelance complain. Freelance that should be a job. Yeah. That shouldn't be a job. That would be, <laughs> that would be a great job. I don't know if it'd be Set up a... an agency where people can hire freelance complainers for them. I, I actually was thinking about it today when I was on my way to work. I was like, it would be so cool if there was a website where you can just complain about Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I might make it. <laughs> oh, it would be it like it would be great. You should, mm, I don't know. You need you need somewhere to complain. It's not sunshine and roses here like everyone thinks it is in Tokyo. It's there are there's so many good things. Yeah, tons oh, of good yeah, things. I know, I know. But there are also things that are really annoying. So yeah, back um, to the good things. That, 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 that's true. I mean, yeah, but. Any any place that you visit, there's right, always right. good and bad things. Mm. Um, I think at the moment for me, it's the construction work, but that's probably because of the Olympics. Uh, wait, that's a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because like a lot of places you went to were just under construction or it's like blocked well, yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, um, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. that bit um, by Shibuya. Right, right. Um, that I think it's a supermarket store. You know, the one with the big golden Buddha. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right, okay. You gotta know this place. You know the Curvy Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, and everybody takes a photo of it with blossoms. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. And you just go I found out about that after the spring. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm not good at finding places because I just wander and get lost into the bad places. So. <laughs> but. Wander into the bad places. Wander into the bad places. Well, like Bunchiko. <laughs> no, that, no, I, that, I go no, there on purpose. Right. Yeah, for the photos. Oh, I thought it was for the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> well, the Krispy Kreme too. Yeah, okay, that place, Krispy Kreme is the best. 
Yeah, we actually have this in the UK. You you were so, so surprised that we have them in the UK. Yeah, well, I don't. I I never seen them in the US, so they like got rid of most of them in the states. Uh, I haven't been to Cinnabon. I need to go to Cinnabon. Yeah, Cinnabon is pretty good too. I do like good Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's was like the Who? best. Auntie Anne's is like a Cinnabon. It sounds like you're saying Auntie Anne's. Not Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne. But it sounds like you're saying ants. It's not ants. Anne. Like A N N E. No, 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 no. Ant ants. No. Sounds like you're saying ant anti. It's anti. No, it's auntie. It's anti. Auntie. Anti. I'm gonna say auntie. Auntie. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was <wasn't> bad. <laughs> More Australian. <laughs> Good day, mate. Can't <laughs> do that. The hell were we talking about? <laughs> Um, uh, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. No, no, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're in Tokyo, good things, bad things, good things. Um, yeah. The, okay. Okay, so if you were in Tokyo, like when you took that Tokyo offer instead of the UK one, yeah. do you think your experience would still be the same? Like, do you think you'd still love Japan as much as you do now? Yes, purely because... Um, I wouldn't have the pressure of trying to go around and photograph certain things, you know. So, uh, okay, is so again, you, you know, you joke about my kind of itinerary, itinerary that right, right, right. places I want to visit. Um, there wouldn't be so much pressure because obviously, you know, I'll be living in Tokyo. So, mm. you know, instead of it having to go out in the rain to get the photos, which I don't mind doing, unlike you. No, People it sucks, <laughs> dude. It's great. I, I love I, it. But today I was carrying so much stuff, so. Normally, normally I do like it, but it's it's harder to do video in the rain. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. me, I've been liking video a lot more. It's a lot harder to do it in the rain. Yeah, so. I understand that. And you probably need like two or three people yeah. to kind of help you. But you know, full photography is just umbrella camera. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and stand in the middle while everybody walks around you kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there there wouldn't be so much uh, pressure in trying to ensure that I've got content to post. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the fact that I actually, I would have time to enjoy things. So, mm. you know, instead of going out and to, to a place and photograph it, I could actually just go out and visit it and kind of be like a tourist. Right. I don't know, but like you said, the UK, it's like you see it every day. Yes. Right? And it's like, yeah. it's kind of lost its like luster. Like if I went to the UK, I'd be like, oh my God, this is freaking amazing. Like that building sucks. This one's old. That one's like rotting. This is so cool. But like, I don't know. I, I, in my mind, in my mind, like London is just like this rundown <laughs> place just filled with rats. Well, I mean, if you come down, you look at Big Ben and House of Parliament. Yeah. It's all covered in scaffolding. <laughs> there, yeah. So, okay. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You probably would. There you go. I'm not wrong. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but it's also the fact that your Japan's um, infrastructure in terms of trains, mm. it is so complex. Yeah. But it is so so detailed as well. What you do you know, mean detailed? Detailed in the sense that I was actually thinking about this on the Shinkansen, the British mm. train, um, when I was coming back to Tokyo. So to go, so the distance between. Kyoto and Tokyo um, is about the same distance as London to a town called Dumfries, which is just outside of Glasgow. Just outside of Glasgow. Okay. Okay. So that's the same distance. So I think it's about um, three three hundred forty odd miles. Okay. You understand miles? Yeah. yeah. Miles is what we got. Good. Okay. Wait, do you <laughs> use miles? Yeah, we use miles. Why? Wait, we use kilometers too. No. You don't use meters at all. Yes. But not for like long distances. Not for roads. We don't. Really? It's mild? What kind of garbage <laughs> system do you guys have? I'll explain that a bit later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it will be a while. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, if you were to take the train from London to Dumfries, it would take about five hours. Okay. And it would cost you probably about 40, sorry, not 40. <laughs> I wish. Um, probably about 80 pounds. Okay, that's right. pretty significant. So you, about 8,000 yen. Right, right. Okay. Five hours, 8,000 yen, London to Dumfries. Okay. 300 miles. Odd. That's the same distance from Kyoto to Tokyo on the Shinkansen. Mm-hmm. Um, it only took me two hours to, to, to get here. Right, right. 
and it only cost me um, £100. But it was included in your JR Pass too, right? Yeah, it was included in my JR Pass. Which is, that JR Pass is so good. It is. It's Plus, so I can use good. all the local trains. Like yeah, the which, is, which is crazy. It's so Saved good. Saved so much money, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just thought, for roughly the same price as um, tickets, mm. you know, in the UK and Tokyo, um, it was just the fact that I was able to get from one place to another in two hours rather than five hours right. at, at home. And at home, I'd also have to do two changes. No, that's... No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah? So, you know, that's also the other reason as well, is that, you know, it's just that Japan has it figured out in terms of public transport. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here in the UK... <laughs> I have no words to express it because it is that shocking. <laughs> oh, my. Is it... Are they, like, updating it? Like, are they planning on making it better? Like... Right. Um... So actually, the reason why I use London to Dumfries um, uh-huh. as an example is because um, along that way, they've got projects known as HS2, High Speed 2 Project. H? HS2. H. H. No, that's like hate, except you're putting a chit at the end of it. <laughs> no, it's a H. That's a H. <laughs> it's an, high, uh, high Speed 2. High Speed, okay. High, high Speed 2 Project. H Speed. <laughs> um, it's a, um, they've got, I think it's three phases. Mm-hmm. We're in phase one at the moment. Okay. And it's already costing us thirty-three billion pounds. Okay. Right? 30, thirty-three billion pounds. Um, I don't know how much that is in Japanese yen. I mean, it's like whatever U.S. dollars. It's pretty yeah. one-to-one-ish, kind um, of. Not really, but. So thirty-three billion pounds is in phase one. We haven't even d- started digging yet, right? What? Yeah. Okay. And I again, as you do on the Shinkansen. How much did it cost for the, um, was it the Tanyo, uh, Tokyo Sando line? Mm-hmm. So again, Tokyo to Kyoto mm-hmm. in the 1970s, how much did, they, did that cost? About 3.2 billion pounds. So a tenth of, of okay. what it cost right. to obviously plan it and build it and get it up and running in the 1970s here, right. in, here in Tokyo. And it's costing us 10 times as much and we haven't even started digging yet. Why? Can you can you understand? No, I can't. <laughs> Probably the reason being, and I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, is because all of the money, and pretty much most of it is taxpayers' money. Right. So, aka as always, paid by the government. Uh-huh. Um, and it's going to all of these CEOs, you know, chief executives, chief financial officers, you know, all the people that mm. should only be wheeled out to sign a document and then wheeled back into the closet. But they get paid so much money. And this is and this is the thing is that she just worked there, dude. <laughs> yeah, let me just add like some beard, and great <laughs> that's hair. The, that's the requirement. Walk, walk, walk around with a cane. Yeah, no. Um, Need a monocle too. Is that what you think of the British? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you ever tried McVitie's digestive biscuit? What the hell is that? Obviously not. Then <laughs> it's a cookie. It's a biscuit. A cookie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we, we haven't even started digging, mm. you know. And this is meant to this is meant to be like advanced technology trains and all this stuff. Right, right. To save 20 minutes from a two-hour journey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, in, in terms of infrastructure, Japan's got it on point. You know, they've got it on fleek. You know, All right. Well, good they job. They got their finger on the pulse. Good job, Japan. Mm. Um, uh, well done. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that is craziness. <laughs> Why it's so expensive? This doesn't make any sense. Okay. So you so obviously you know pe- people who ask, um, oh, is Tokyo expensive? Right. You should come over to London. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay here. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Mm. That's uh, how it is. But all right. Um. So back to just what you're yeah, doing back here. Track. Back on track. We've like gone on like a huge tangent, kind of. But before you talking about your um, how much like fo- you're photographing for content for your Instagram, right? Yes. Is it <laughs> now? Are you like? Is it really for the gram, or no. is it? Is it just? Is it for you? Like, do you, are you trying to do something else? So. How I view 
Um, how I view Instagram is mm -hmm. just um, a portfolio website. Okay. Um, nothing much to it, in fact. Um, the only the only reason is is that I find Instagram is quite fragile to base like a whole business on, you know, okay, and this okay. whole this whole you know uh, influencer right, kind right. of situation. Um, very controversial at the moment. <laughs> um, so you know the 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 whole the whole thing of saying oh yeah you know I'm an influencer um, uh, I'm purely Instagram kind of thing mm -hmm. is too fragile because at some point it's got to burst. Right. Um, something's got to fill that void afterwards. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, <laughs> yeah. How did that work out? <laughs> yeah. Um, so at some point, so someone's got to fill 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 that void. Um, and I'm just waiting, you know, obviously for that point mm. when it bursts. So for me, it's just a case of a posting work, right? Because everybody knows Instagram, mm -hmm. so it's just a case of saying, yeah, this is my um, account. Here's my content. Right, pretty right. straightforward. Pretty simple. But also um, for me, it's the fact that because I like traveling, mm -hmm. it's being able to showcase, you know, places that people don't necessarily associate with places like Tokyo or Kyoto okay. or, or with Japan in, so in general. So, for example, okay, yeah, in Tokyo, you might you might go a moide yokocho. Mm -hmm. Right. But then there are other places. Um, you go to any station, um, even like um, Kichijoji. Right. Yeah? It's a 10-minute minute train from Shinjuku. And you just go around the station mm -hmm. and you've got all of these yokochos with izakayas right, with right, the same right. atmosphere. So why? So you don't necessarily have to go to Omori Yokocho mm -hmm. just to get the same experience when you can just do 10 minutes, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and you're, you're still in Tokyo, but you're just not in central Tokyo. But how do but you, you still get the same atmosphere? Like if, if you're traveling here and you want to get that kind of photo, right? Because yeah. like Omori Yokocho is so miserable now. There's so many people. Yeah. Like we, were there, we were there, what, like two days ago or whatever, three days yeah. ago? Yeah, even, even oh like my at lunchtime. Oh my God, yeah, it's so bad now. And like, but if you want that kind of photo, like if you're coming here for photography though, yeah. like how do you know that Kichijoji is like a good place for things like that. Like, how do you, how do you, cause I'm really bad at finding, but like, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good in the sense that like, I'll just be walking around. I'm like, where the hell am I? It's like, oh, this is cool. Well, like, well, yeah, I, I do that as well. You know, okay. Like, I like, might have, you know, things in my itinerary, but if something catches my eye, I'll go off in that direction. Right. And you probably won't see me again. <laughs> well, but like, but you clearly have like, oh, I'm going to go to this place and this place and I'll, yeah, I'll kind of guide I, my way through there. But how do you, how do you find those places like the Kichijoji and the other so, places? Um, so Kichijoji, uh, I actually found, uh, ironically on Instagram. Okay. Um, because again, I've, there, a lot of, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you've got, you can only follow a certain amount of accounts on Instagram and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I follow accounts that I generally like their content about. Okay. Um, and nine times out of ten, they're actually local photographers. Right. You know, local to the area. So as a result, you know, they'll post up a photo, and that's how I found Kitch Georgie. Um, secondly, um, during my lunch breaks, I will be on Google Maps. Street oh, view is okay. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and it's like, I do it sometimes, and I don't do it enough. Oh, I tell you what. Yeah, you know, um, when I first said to my dad that I was, I was going out to Japan, he said, yeah. why bother? Just have some, you know, Japanese music in the background and use Street View. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Um, <laughs> uh, have your window open and I'll have the barbecue underneath, you know, fans oh, smoke up. Oh <laughs> my God. Okay. Um, so yeah, Street, street View is great, but it doesn't work during night time. So be warned, uh, yeah, you know, if you, if you want to go to some areas at night time. That is fair. Yeah, you know, they don't do like a night version on Street View. Right, right. I mean, yeah, to be honest, it'll just be black anyway, you know, because it's so dark. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they, that's pretty much mm. how I find these find these areas. But um, you don't do like portrait stuff though, it's mostly just the urban like street type of... Oh, that's on my... Yeah, so a street urban is pretty much on my, my main account. Right. I do have a second account where the the idea is, is to have just one person in the frame. So it okay. could be a photo of a street, 
and it could be just one person walking across. Mm -hmm. but, but that's the idea, is to have um, someone in that photo, because obviously sometimes on my main account I've got photos where, you know, it could just be of a shop, you know, nobody's walking past or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas for my second one, it's more of a case of having just one person in that shot. Um, Shibuya at the crossing. I could literally stand on a corner at Shibuya Crossing and I can be there for like two or, two or three hours and I have actually filled up a memory card, 32 gig memory card, of just people either running across or walking across because you can capture some crazy moments. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, that, that, that's really towards my second account. Mm. Um, just because... People say, oh, well, you know, if you like and it's content, you know, post it up. But again, Instagram has this kind of idea that, okay, you should have some sort of theme. Right, right, curated. And... Curated and so forth. And if it's a portfolio, you know, and if you use Instagram as a portfolio like I do, then you want to make sure that there is a consistent theme. Mm. You know, it's not, uh, it's not just because, you know, everybody on Instagram says it has to be. Right, right. It's just the fact that, you know, if you do present it to people, mm. there's got to be some sort of consistency to it. You know, it's no good having one photo of a mystery and then all of a sudden have a photo of food. Right, right. I mean, it's like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much food, but you probably get like a bunch of people messaging you on Instagram, though. Yeah, right. Like I don't have that. Like I have some. I don't have that many. I think like just because I have, I post a lot on Facebook and then on YouTube. Like people are just like, oh, just it's just a guy, and I see his face all the time, so I'll just talk to him. But everybody asks me like, where are the rooftops? I'm like, I don't know, or, and I can't really tell you because, like, no, I don't I want mean, to get you all in trouble. You can, you, um, you can go to. Um, it's like you can go to um, the Hikari building in Shibuya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's got free observatory. There. Right, you know, so you can see like uh, the crossing. You can see our um, our um, onto the other side. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's um, there's um, Ibisu. Yeah, the Ibisu Garden Place Tower. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there are free. they're free. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 yeah <laughs> it's super nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's got to be brain. free. <laughs> um, and that's what, that's one thing that I try um, on my site. You know, when I put kind of locations up and stuff like this, is that mm. you know. So you do like a blog and stuff too. Well, yeah. You, well, I say blog. It's more a case of just random articles. I mean, yeah, whatever. It, it was four months between the recent one and the last one. You know, I'm really yeah. bad at you, you know, blogging. <laughs> eventually, there'll just be enough content. <laughs> Thanks. So I see. Um, yeah. Um, and actually, um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, people that I speak to on Instagram, they're also noticing as well that mm. you know, actually, we should. I say we loosely, you know, people should start doing things um, within the law. Right. Um, so that's why um, in Japan, you know, I make sure that I'm doing things within the law because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I want to keep coming back, you know. Right. I don't want to be on bar, you know, on the, you know, can't come in list or something like that. Right, right. Because, you know, to me, that's that would be quite des devastating. Mm -hmm. I do enough stupid things while I'm drinking. That's the thing, though. It's like, like even for me, like, I, I have Japanese citizenship. Like, I live here and I can talk to people and I don't generally have a problem. But even for me, it's like, I don't want to cause problems. Like, my, my whole no, thing is exactly. I want more people to come, but I don't want you to have, like, a miserable time. Yeah, have, you know, risk time, risk, money, do what you need to get the shot, but don't be an idiot. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's uh, the, the, the same when in Rome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously when in Tokyo, do what everyone else does, you know. Right. They stand on the left-hand side of the elevator. Okay, well, or, that's, that's or, a or, lot or of garbage depending on where you are, but... Yeah, and Osaka and Tokyo are completely opposite, <laughs> right. confusing. Um, no, it's just a case of, at the end of the day, you're a visitor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do things in a respectful manner. Just yeah, just be respectful wherever you go, yeah, that's exactly. really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, but okay, so with we talked about it like a couple days ago. But your camera, the way you do, you figure out your camera load is like very different from mine. Like I have this <laughs> stupid backpack, and I have I have like a I have my Sigma that I really like, and then the eighty five I've been really liking. Um, but then I also have my ten to eighteen for like vlogging and video kind of stuff. Mm. But so I have like a backpack that's like pretty heavy, and I think it's stunting my <laughs> not my growth, but it's making me shorter. But you, you just have one camera. And like one lens. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Which is which is crazy, but like No, it's not crazy, it's sensible because A, 
Uh, I don't have to carry as much walking around. Right. Like you do. So, you know, therefore my, my, my growth isn't stunted. My back is so strong, though. I've got metal rods in my back. Yeah. <laughs> Be that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I don't have to carry as much. Um, packing is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to worry about what to pack. Right. Um, and plus, I have, a, I have a lens that goes from 18 to 105 millimeters. It covers all the ranges that I need. Plus... Is that the kit lens? And it is a kit lens, yeah. Cheap. It's only about 100 quid. Which is absurd, like... It's really not gear, right? Is what it comes if down you, if to. You, if you okay, if you want to say um, it's not professional kit, then no, it's a crop sensor camera, right? D seventy two hundred Nikon, good lens by the way. Yeah, you know, good, good company, good. Yeah, just put it out there, <laughs> Nikon. If you want to sponsor me, right ahead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's it's a crop sensor. It's a D seventy two hundred. Um, it's a standard eighteen twenty five kit lens. Mm. Um. I have two spare batteries. I have four 32 gigabytes. How long does batteries last? Because um, Sony batteries are garbage. No, not true. Really? I guess on this one, it's not too bad. I, I won't charge my battery for like a week sometimes. Oh, that's pretty for good. Every two weeks. Like, I've been shooting all day in my Which one? That's a three though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think. My battery's at 91 and I've been shooting all day. That's pretty good. Never mind. I, I lied. I Sorry, Sony. But, well, well. <laughs> they, they redesigned their battery, so like, this battery's a lot bigger and it lasts a lot longer. Uh, okay. My old A7 and my A6000, like those batteries. Those are small See, and bad. That's where Sony's got it, the though. advantage is that it can charge in the camera. So then we just need is like a cable and a plug. Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. super yeah. nice. Yeah, like a, like I can't do that. Or something. Yeah. Wait, so how long's your last? Mine, mine can last two days. It's so, pretty good though. And I have two, yeah. two mm. batteries. Um, though I was actually saying to Jay like, um, a couple of weeks ago, I need to get some new ones because they're, at the moment they're short circuiting. Like, really? Yeah. Well, I there was a power surge in the UK and I was charging one of my batteries and every time oh. the power comes on, they spike the electricity. Coming through, despite the voltage, uh, and I think it must have kind of decreased Just... the battery life. Sorry about that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it's well, not too bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, D7200 Nikon uh, crop sensor, 18 to 105 millimeter kit lens, SD cards, batteries, and that's it. I, I don't have a tripod. Mm. Well, I, I do own a tripod. I don't take it with me. I should. It's collecting dust. <laughs> okay, so do you really feel like you should? Or do you, it's just, cause like... No, because most of the time, some of the shots, if you want a motion shot, then it's just a case of getting your camera settings right. I mean, right. you know, I do a lot of handheld motion shots, mm. um, and they're not, they're, they're done with camera in hand. They're not on a tripod or anything like that. Mm. Um, and because I shoot at F8, my, well, pretty much all of my photos by the dodgy ones, so always sharp. Um, again, with the camera in hand, so... Right, and that's another thing that, like, boggles my mind. Like, for me, I, I guess I like the wider apertures and... Um, especially because, like, recently I've been digging the 85, like, the wider apertures and just toning in on just something has been more appealing, but, like, I don't think I've ever shot an F8. <laughs> Unless it's, like, something that's sitting there for a while and it's, like, a nature or, like, landscape type of thing. Yeah, but th that's the reason why I use it um, in, in street photography, because sometimes I want the whole thing... You know, I want the whole uh, photo, okay. you know, from uh, foreground to background right, right. Um, in focus. Um, unless you get someone who walks in just in front of that front focal plane and right. it's blurred, you know. Um, but no, most of the time, I want the whole thing sharp. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be at FA. The only time where I will be at a wider aperture is if I'm standing on the corner of Shibuya Crossing and I'm taking photos of people as they walk past, you right, know, right. something like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that is my kit because at the end of the day, I, I enjoy my traveling. I don't want to be bogged down with mm -hmm. the equipment though. And I guess like, like for me, like we have all this nonsense set up and it's, it's not expensive stuff. Like this is pretty cheap stuff, but you know, it still costs money. If you yeah. were just using your one camera and your one lens, like imagine you don't have to spend that much on the gear and equipment itself either. No, I mean that camera is now. I remember actually I got it about three weeks before coming out to Japan last year, so it's okay. about 12, 12 months old. Um, but nine times out of ten, you don't have to have like top of the range. Right. Right. To, um, 
gear to be able to produce good content. No, definitely um, not. As long as you shoot in RAW, which is important, not JPEG. Right. As long as you shoot in RAW. I did that for first like, <laughs> ever, like a year or whatever, right? Um, and you and you know you you watch YouTube videos on how to edit photos properly. You know, mm -hmm. so don't go. Well, do, do you watch a lot of YouTube like editing? I did. Video? I did. I used to. Really? Um, I, because I wanted to learn how to use Lightroom. That's um, fair, yeah. But actually, even, again, because after my PhD, I was pretty much unemployed and I didn't have much money, mm -hmm. um, I didn't actually use Lightroom for a while. What did you use? Um, I used, um, it was an open open source program called Darktable. Darktable? Yeah, it's a pun. It's, it's playing words like Lightroom, okay. Darktable. Um, and there was loads of um, YouTube videos in there. So I learned learned through that. Mm -hmm. Once I was able to then purchase monthly subscription to Lightroom, um, then I started watching obviously YouTube videos in Lightroom right. um, and experimenting. And, you know, there, there were, I, on Instagram, there used to be um, kind of like feature accounts that would say, you know, mm -hmm. here's our, here's a, here's a selection of our free Lightroom presets and stuff like that, you know, download them. And right. I did, I used to download them and try them out and see what people um, altered to get the kind of the effect and such. Right, right. Um, but then after that, I kind of just started playing and started developing my own style. Um, because at the end of the day, it's my portfolio, it's my work, it's got to be my style. Mm -hmm. um, it's no point using somebody else's preset and then, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to make a portfolio out of mm -hmm. it. And your style, like, changed, like, a little bit somewhat recently too didn't it um actually yeah i feel like it's yeah, a lot yeah. more colorful now than it was like yes. a few months ago yeah yeah no no you're, you're definitely right about that um when i my first trip to japan i had set style mm -hmm. and at that point i was experimenting with dodging and burning so you know making the dark areas a little bit more darker right right brighter areas a little more brighter and then when i was out in japan for the month last year yeah, my style completely changed. Mm. Um, and that's the style that I really like now because, yeah, A, it's colourful, um, and B, it's, again, it's, it's just how I edit. Right. Um, and even though I've got probably like 10, 12 presets, there's mm. only about three or four that I use routinely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you noticed because I was yeah. like, I wonder if anyone noticed, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's between one photo and the next. It's, yeah, I, at it's some point I was like, started. wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Like going back, if I'm like, no, nah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely brighter. It's yeah. like, it looks nice. I really like the the, the newer style that you have right oh, now. Because it's like everyone fell into the like teal and orange faded and like oh, less yeah, yeah, contrast, more contrast. Strange. And it's just yeah. like, oh my. Um, yeah. And now it's a little bit more like primary colors, I think, is like what's trendy right now. Um, but it's like, it's like okay. heavier contrast, like the orange and blue, but the desat blues, I think. Oh yeah. Is yeah, like yeah. what's trendy right now, yeah. but I don't know. I still like the, a little bit of like, you bump up the blacks, like a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. Still I, like think, that. I think you've got to have a little bit of contrast because it's, yeah, yeah. it gives depth to the image. It can't be flat. Right. Right. Um, and then there, there used to be that phase of got to crush the blacks, yep. you know, and, and got to make it really, you know, faded and moist on you. Right, just make it white. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Um, do you, so you still use Lightroom now? Yes. Um, I think purely because I've used it for so long now that I'm just used to it. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, you've got to be comfortable with what you're using. And if it's Lightroom or if it's Dark Table or if it's Aperture, um, that's a big contender to Adobe. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, they all do the same thing. They all edit photos. Right. Um, just because, you know, you've got um, influencers and content creators saying, oh, I only use Lightroom and so forth. No, it's at the end of the day, it's what budget you've got and mm. what you're comfortable using with. But i say the main thing is editing in RAW. That's, right. that's the important bit. Although, like, um, there's, there's one guy that's, that you invited, someone invited into that Instagram group of uh, uh, Kevin, the Relentless Kid. Like, oh, Kevin, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, yeah. have you, have you ever shot with him? No, I haven't. We've been meaning to. He so when I met him like a couple months ago, he was. No, didn't you add him to the group? I don't think I did. Did you add? No, I don't know. Whatever. He's in the group, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a super cool guy. But yeah. like, 
when when I met him, he didn't have a DSLR. He literally shot everything on a point and shoot camera. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and like his stuff is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I it wasn't until he posted up in his story um, that he wanted to go for you know DSLR, and he wasn't quite sure what. Right, and right. I said, well, what are you shooting now? Um, and he said, oh, you know, it's just like a compact point and shoot. And I said. Really? No, you never guess. No. And I said, okay, um, you're editing photos, what? Are, you, are, are they JPEGs? Yeah. How? Right. Again, you don't have to have, you know, the top of the range gear mm. to be able to, you know, to be able to produce good content. Right. But I think one of the things that my Nikon fails a little bit is um, ISO sensitivity. Especially mm, at night time. Right. Uh, I mean, 1600 is about the highest that I can go. Um, and you got the crop sensor and it's yeah, just like exactly, not a good... Yeah. Exactly. Whereas, you know, something like the Sony, low light sensitivity is perfect. Again, Sony, if you want to sponsor me. <laughs> Every, everybody. Everybody sponsor this guy. Um, so, yeah, I think each each camera manufacturer has their, um, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And I right. think for the Sony, definitely... Um, ISO sensitivity. No, it's so it's good. good. It's not even fair. Stupid yeah. camera. <laughs> it's a great camera. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is a good camera. Plus, you know, mirrorless and it's compact as well. It's ideal for travel. That is, that is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're, I mean, I, I guess like your camera, it's like, it's not heavy. It's not really that. I don't heavy. know. Have you tried it? Have you lifted yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the same as, it's not like a full frame camera heavy. Like a no, full frame it's, DSLR. It's near it. I yeah, mean, you yeah, know, the, the body and the lens isn't, yeah, yeah. you know, not exactly lightweight. Right. But then at the end of the day, Having shot shot with it for twelve months, mm -hmm. I know its limitations. I know where I can push it. Right. Um. And because of the kit lens is actually um, optically stabilized, I can go down to like one thirtieth, one fifteenth of a second mm -hmm. handheld, because the because the, the lens inside is actually the motors are holding it still. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can get those kind of motion blur shots. Mm -hmm. If I had perhaps a a twenty four to 70 millimeter lens on there or something like mm. that you know higher grade glass it wouldn't be optically stabilized so there's benefits to using a kick lens and there's benefits to using right. um, what, what people say premium glass right <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's you know it doesn't it could be like you could get an off uh stabilized like lens that's like 24 to 70 it's top of the line but it's like gonna cost you like you know four legs yeah i don't got four legs to spare no you've only got two well i got four here that i could spare i guess oh wow <laughs> Yeah, yours and James. <laughs> <laughs> but, Good point. <laughs> okay, all right, let's wrap this up. Um, for people that, like, want to come to Japan, mm. do you have any tips or recommendation or advice that you could give them? If there was one thing you could tell them. Uh, one thing, if you want to come to Japan, you've got to have a specific reason as to why you want to come to Japan. That's super important, yeah. Um, I think, you know, just the fact that you want to come to Japan, then you might as well just come on a visit you know mm -hmm. a vacation or right something like or that. like even like a the working holiday visa like yeah, yeah. as long as you have the funding right just yeah just come for however long you can yeah exactly um so i think uh define define your purpose if it's because you want to find work then it's usually the work uh work visa um also um do research online mm -hmm. because the more that you're prepared to go out there then the less of a shock it's going to be once you're actually in uh, and you're and you're trying to find work or something like that. But I think the main reason is define your reason why you want to come here. Do you mm -hmm. want to come here to find work? Then okay, you need to do your research. If you want to come here just because you love Japan, then it's better off just coming here as a vacation. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now, people that are listening, watching, where can they find all your wonderful work? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. Um, so on Instagram, I think it's pretty wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at One Lost Traveller. Um, it's also onelosttraveller.com is my blog. It's, it's a good <laughs> it's, blog. It's, it's an article, um, and that's where I am pretty much. Um, I don't do YouTube. I really want to get into videography. Should do video, I dude. Do, it's yeah. fun. Um, so yeah, uh, Instagram One Lost Traveller. Uh, onelosttraveller.com is my uh, article site. Um, so yeah, that's where that's where you will find me twenty four seven. Okay. Not not twenty four seven. Imagine just answering, just locked into your phone, just answering messages all days. Getting bags in my, under my eyes. Oh, man, be the biggest. <laughs> Do more ASMR type things. Jump chip. God, you made so many millions homeless when you scratched. <laughs>
Oh, no, that's just dead skin. I think this is a good sound. I still don't understand it <laughs> some more. All right, whatever. Right. We'll wrap it up here. All right. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thanks very much. All right. And uh, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this first episode of the podcast. And thank you so much, James, for just being this guinea pig for just the setup and all the whole process and whatnot. But I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope that you guys got something out of it. We'll just keep continuing with this. It'll get better every time, simplify the setup, and just figure it all out as we go because, you know, just the more you do, right? But anyway, if you want to keep listening, if you want to find out a little bit more about me, again, my name is Masa. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter at Masa Tanahashi. That's M-A-S-A-T-A-N-A-H-A-S-H-I. Feel free to look me up. Feel free to send me a message on anywhere and just you know, ask me questions about whether it's coming over here or if you have a question about what's going on in Japan. I'm not the smartest guy, but I could probably answer some of those. But anyway, stay tuned. Catch you in the next one. Peace.